I am now joined by Okof Opap, who is the author of the book called Unsung Giants Who Fought to Keep Africa Free. Okof, please introduce yourself to the listeners on the Black Book Show. Uh, thank you, Mr. McKinnon. My name is Okof Opap. I'm a South Sudanese who based in the United States of America, and I'm the author of Unsung Giants Who Fought to Keep Africa Free. Okay, so what I want you to do now is to please give an overview of your book. Okay, the Unsung Giants is is a uh, is, is basically it's about uh, Egyptian civilization. Egyptian civilization in many uh, different books portray that it was a European or Asian who started civilization. This is completely untrue and it is false. Egyptian civilization is started by African people. And people who started that civilization, they were called Anu. Anu people were the ones who started civilization from scratch in, in, in Egypt. So it was, the civilization uh, started by uh, 14, 42, uh, I mean, for, for 4225 BC. By that time, African civilization was one thousand years civilization before European and African came into contact. There's no way European uh, start civilization in Africa uh, because it was started by the African people. And second to that, all the civilization, uh, the root of civilization, uh, writing, mathematics, science, agriculture, and other uh, and, and uh, system of governance, all were developed by African people without European involvement. But later, uh, European turned around and claimed civilization that it was started by the European. It was not true. And this happened after Egypt lost its power and ruled by different uh, European. And then in the end, uh, a European tried to change African history, thinking that the old civilization that they got from Africa, now they want to take the credit away from African people by claiming that it, either it was European or Asian who brought civilization from Africa. But it was African people who started this from the scratch, and the very African were the ones who taught civilization to the European. For example, uh, uh, specifically, I'm talking about now uh, the, uh, the Greek. All Greek philosophers start with Aristotle, Plato, Thales, and Salon. All these uh, Greeks, philosophers, and intellectuals were taught by African in Egypt. In the in Western history, uh, Greek were the uh, Greece were the source of European uh, were the source of Western civilizations. But Greek were taught by African people, and later they taught European. So the origin of civilization is in Africa, not in Greece. You mentioned the Unark Kingdom. And the Unak Kingdom, in they resisted British colonial rule. It's something that I know that's mentioned in your book. Can you tell us about yes. the Unak Kingdom and their battles with the British? Yeah, yes, yes. Uh, these Unak people, they used to be called Anu when they were in Egypt. And this is, they established a kingdom of the Anuak in 15th century. So in 1980, I mean, in 1880, Anuak had contact with Ethiopian and they were able to purchase ammunition and guns through Ethiopia in, in 1880. So when British came 
to their country in 1812, in 1912, excuse me, they fought with the British at the Battle of Guam and they defeated British. Again, later try another region called Nyakani to penetrate through. Again, they did not have any soft landing anywhere in the New Kingdom. As a result, the British were defeated in, in their New Kingdom and they never came back again. So as a result of that, Anyuak were the only African people who defeated British at the Battle of Guam and remained free from colonialism and slavery in Africa. Now, we're in 2023. Many people will say that it's, you know, it's all well and good that the Anarchs managed to, you know, defeat the British um, and resist colonial rule. But, you know, those battles happened over a century ago. Why are the Anarchs and the role they played in uh, fighting against British colonialism important and relevant today? What would you say to those people? Well, uh, that, that's, that, that seems to be true. Well, I think you look at African history, especially uh, start with slavery and colonialism. These two events put African uh, in the in the, in, the, in the, uh, this uh, uh, these two history put African in position where they were looked down upon. For example, slavery and colonialism, and the history of defeat of the British at the Battle of Guam, it it reversed the concept that all Africans were colonized, and it reversed the concept that African were were actually welcome the humiliation and embarrassment that were imposed on them. But one and only one thing that gave uh, European upper hand. Uh, it was the uh, first the iron was discovered by the black people before the European, and the European later when they uh, when they found uh, the uh, when they used the iron they make they they develop gun and also they have shift these two things give the European uh, or white people upper hand while the Euro while the African were the ones who discovered those things before them, so the history always if it is taught. In, 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 in a right way, people will have a right knowledge. But they think that African embrace colonialism uh, because they want to learn. There's nothing actually African like. Like I mentioned earlier, civilization is started by African people. The concept of religion also came from Africa. Europeans were taught by African even how to pray. They did not have any concept of the religion when they came to Egypt. So they were taught by the Egyptian and later they embraced all of this. But in the 18th century uh, or 15th century, when they started slavery and also uh, embraced colon uh, imposed colonialism, they are trying to preach what they what is already what they learned from African. Now they converted and con now they try to convert African to their religion, and that's what they learned from Af African before. So that's that's the difference. So it's still it's still relevant uh, to this generation because history of Africa has been. Uh, has been distorted in a way that uh, is not the authentic. Okay, uh, so I want to stay on the Anorks. Um, what's the kind of pr correct pronunciation? Is it an Anax or Anorks? Uh, yeah, you can go with Anyuak, Anyuak, Anyuak or Anok because uh, it's hard even for people, for non Anyuak, it's hard. It's just Anyuak. Okay, so I want to stay concentrating on the uh, Anorks. Now, the reason why I say that is because on the blurb of your book, and I said there's parts of your book, it, it concentrates heavily on that. Um, yes. You know what? So 
as we mentioned before, the Anax they managed to you know defeat the British. However, many people don't know who the Anax are, let alone Correct. how they how they managed to maintain their independence from British yeah. colonialists. It's very much untold history, you know, but important. So, why do you think this particular history you've mentioned in your book about the Anax is untold? Well, for for example, uh, when I published my book, uh, one of the British is now still in UK. Uh, used to live in Africa. Uh, used to live in Sudan, specifically in nineteen seventy two. So he worked in Sudanese archive in Khartoum. So when he purchased the book, here is what he told the publisher. Publisher asked him, "Do you know any history about the Anyak people?" Say, "Yes, I do." He say, "In nineteen in nineteen thirties, after the British were defeated in the Battle of Yom." British colonial officials in Khartoum, they met and they decided to build a monument commemorating people who were killed in that battle. So in that meeting, they refused to build a monument because that would remind Anyuak about their victory, it would remind them about the victory of the Anyuak people over the government. As a result, they canceled the plan and they built a monument for people who were killed in Khartoum, uh, what they call... Uh, 21st Lensens in Makarari, Khartoum. So that's one way to know that British tried to bury the Anyuak victory down. Even, even this history is written in very few books. I got the source from, uh, from Robert Collins and one of the British himself who was sent to Anyuak land in 1930s by name Evan Pritchard, and he wrote a book about Anyuak political system. These are few books that were written about the British defeat by the Anyuak people. Not a lot of people know, not only people over Western countries, even Anyuak themselves, some of them they don't know. So I did really did research to find all of this out so that and, and publish the book so that people know what was what was missing in African history. You see, again, because this is why I'm concentrating on the Anyuak um, fights against the British and who the Anyuaks are, because this, I would say, is arguably what the unique selling point of your book is, because most people will know about, you know what, Egyptian civilization and, you know, Africans, you know what, um, that kind of Kemet and, you know what, ancient African civilization, etc. But the Unaks, even people that are, you know, what, very conscious will not necessarily know about this history. So this is, I think, what something that your your book brings to the table, particularly have you concentrated a lot on it. And, you know, in your book, though, are there... Uh, any examples of other African kingdoms who fought to resist being conquered by the British, other Europeans, or other nations outside of Africa in general? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, two nations, Banyua, which is the Anyuak people, at the same time also Ethiopian. Ethiopian fought with Italian in 1896, and they were able to defeat Italian in that battle of Adua in 1896. Yes. But in 1936, uh, Italian came again to uh, to invade Ethiopia. At that time, they were able to invade Ethiopia from 19 for, from 1936, and Ethiopian came back in 1941. So these are two, two these are two countries that fought uh, effectively and were able to defeat the uh, to be the European empires. And the reason why. They were more effective than other Ethiopians because these two countries they have access to gun. That's the only difference. But the rest of the African, they were fighting with Europeans with spears, 
with his spears, arrows, and bows. While these two nations, Panyua and Ethiopia, they fought with guns with, uh, against the, the colonizers. It seems like there's been a lot of research that has gone into the, the book that you've written. So how did you conduct your research in writing this book? And where did you get your sources from? Uh, yes, I get my sources from two, uh, uh, two, uh, two sources. Number one, I get my sources from the current king of the Anyuak people, who is the, uh, the grandson of King Akwayucham, the king who defeated the British, I interview him. Like for example, I asked him how many British were killed because I did not find the number in other sources. He said that according to the oral, because we have very rich oral history, and some of these also were Anyuak history, uh, oral. Uh, some of them were written in books, some of them were not. So he, were, he was able to tell me how many British were killed. Uh, they count the, the number of British who were killed because of the guns that were captured from the British. It was like it was like 100 guns that they collect after the, the British and Anyuak war was over. Those guns counted either, they might be not actually those who were killed, but it's close estimate because uh, either some of them dropped them by wounded heroes, by wounded soldiers, or they were taken from those who were killed. So 100 guns were collected after the war. And another sources, also, I use uh, Dr. Duke, one of the African uh, Senegalese uh, writer who wrote a lot about uh, African, especially Egyptian, talking about the, uh, is it myth or reality uh, when it comes to civilization? So all this detail also, for example, in his book, he talk about one of the earlier uh, Greek uh, by name Aristados. Aristados came to Egypt 505 BC. According to him, 100 years after Egypt lost its sovereignty uh, to foreigners. According to him, anything in Egypt, there's nothing to be disputed. Egypt is a country of black people and governed by black people. With 100 years in the hand of the European, people in Egypt were still black, just intermarriage. But anything in Egypt, was started by the black. And at the same time, in his own country, Greece, Greece society was influenced by the African people at all levels, culture, politics, art, agriculture, and everything. Anything in Greek was borrowed or taken from Africa. Nothing, anything in Greek was not exist there before until they had contact with African people. And that's why in the Western history, civilization started Greek. But what Western did not disclose or reveal to others is that the civilization in Greek is started in Africa, especially in Egypt. So my next question to you is going to be, why do you feel this book is so important for people of African heritage and, you know, the world at large? Well, I defeated the British of the, by the Anuak in 1912, reverse the notion that African were, were, were coward, African were actually welcome the, the, the colonialism. So it means that African had power before and African also can rise again. It also, uh, it, it, uh, it, it disclosed some of the, the strategy or, or the manipulation that uh, Western writers 
put into their writing. For example, let 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 this example in America here. Anyone who study uh, American history, they say that uh, the Columbus, Christopher Columbus, discovered America. How Christopher Columbus, how Columbus discovered America while there were already people in the in the in the in the European view, wherever they went, the history of that country started, even though there were people there. So now the reason why this one is very important, African people, they did not sell their own. This one thing also, I read all of this. They say Africans sell their own people. This is, in, in most cases, it's not true. The very European who involved in slavery are the one doing this, making document that African people did not sign to claim this. So uh, African people, this book is very important for them because this is the first time for them to see them, to see the British as underdog in the history that were written by the Europeans. This, in 1912, the defeat the of the British saw African as a powerful people. You go back to the origin of civilization. It also it gave uh, black people in general a morale that they were the ones who started civilization. For example, writing. These are invented by their new people. Writing, mathematics, science, agriculture, and everything. By teaching the West, they were able to learn this from us. Yeah, they are learning from us African people. We taught them math, we taught them uh, agriculture, we taught them politics, we taught them uh, religion, we taught them uh, philosophy, anything that exists today. They were originated or invented by African people and taught to the Europeans. Well, we're coming to a conclusion of the interview. So please, can you give us your final comments and tell the listeners again, very slowly, your, na <clears throat> your name, the title of your book, where your book can be purchased from, and if you'd like to give out any you know, social media links. Okay, once again, uh, uh, my viewers, my name is Ukot Upap. I'm a South Sudanese who based in the United States. I'm the author of Unsung Giants, who fought to keep Africa free. Uh, my book uh, can be found on Amazon, can also be found on African World Books and other uh, books retailer. And also, uh, the, <coughs> the conclusion is this. Uh, this book, it gave in general a morale. It also teach them a true history of the African people. And this is the first time African history is written in or in the lens of African to let African people and African descents know true history of their own. So what Western have written about us especially uh, according to Duke, what is called Egyptology. Uh, the scientists who are going to Egypt to study mummy, these people, they are not there to tell the truth. They are changing the history of Egypt, taking credit of civilization to someone else other than African. But in my book, you learn all of this. Civilization is started by a new people. And a new people were the ones who taught the Greek and Greeks were the ones who taught the rest of the European. So tracing civilization would go back directly to Africa and not Greece. Okay, great. And is there any social media links that you've got that you'd like to give out? Uh, uh, yes, uh, yes, yeah. My, I, I'm, I'm there on social media, Okotopap, uh, on my um, profile, Okotopap, and also uh, Amazon. Uh, this book can be purchased on Amazon. There's a book called African World Book. It's the publisher. 
can also purchase from there. And someone can email me or uh, face, uh, uh, Facebook me on Messenger if he or she live in the U.S. and one uh, by autography one, so I can sign for him or her. So these are two. Uh, these are ways uh, to reach me or ways to find the, the to find the book. Okay, can you spell your name? I want you to spell it very, very slow because you did say it quite fast there. But for people that want to, you know, follow you on social media, or if they put their your your name in on Instagram, just say the the letters of your name very slowly. Oh, okay. Uh, my first name is spelled O K O T H. That's first name and last name. O P A P and pronoun okop opap. So that's my name on social media and it's my real name. So someone can uh, send me a message and I'll send back to that person. Okay, thank you very much for joining us on the Black Book Show, Akof Opap, author of the book called Unsung Giants Who Fought to Keep Africa Free.